Let's start that again. Well, I think we've already, there's no going back on that. <laughs> I, think, I think we've covered that. Uh, hello, welcome to the final episode of Walsing Jamon, the podcast. Uh, if you wanted to watch the TV show as well, it's a TV show, and it's on 10 Play. Um, so, yeah, um, this one is with uh, Emma Zammett. So you've been around quite a few places on this trip. Yeah. What's been this a is, highlight? This is, this is this is the last one. This is the big finale. Are you sad? You've snagged it. Yeah. Yeah. What, what what were the big highlights? Yeah. I find it hard to remember what I did. Started off with Akmal in Sydney. Mhm. <laughs> Come back down. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Sydney. Went to Toyota. That was good. That's good country. Like that doesn't take. You know, I love that drive out of Sydney. Those. In through those, um, you know, the big uh, sandstone North. on the way to Newcastle. Yeah. That's a good okay. drive. Yeah, that's a beautiful drive. Um, Tayona was amazing, beautiful backdrop, sun was setting. Um, where else was there? Tamworth. Uh, yeah. Rained. Oh, rained. It rained. But it was with Georgie Carl, you know Georgie? Yeah, she's gorgeous. You know, for, for the weather being what it was, it was actually a really good show. The live oh, show great. was good. Yeah. Um, great. Toyota, I don't think was because they were too far out. The trick was to bring them all in. Well, because uh, it's social distancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, just because people they bring their own chairs mm. and they all sit miles apart, which isn't great for comedy. Did everyone which... have to put their arms out like that and they go one, two, three, sit? No. <laughs> Why is that one and a half meters? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like a small. It's like a Danny DeVito. That's one and a half meters. Right. Yeah. Okay. He wasn't there. Oh, shame. Shame. Yeah. What do I remember most about my trip to Noosa? Uh, I remember thinking, I can't believe we got this done. You know, this happened through this outbreak of COVID. Uh, we started shooting when everything was fine. And then two or three episodes in, uh, we had a break. And then everyone got locked in Sydney. Except for me, I stayed in Queensland. Yay! <laughs> and... Um, but yeah, I can't believe we got it done. It was a big result to actually continue and finish the whole thing. And a relief. You know, we had a real, you know, we had to deal with COVID. The director got locked in Sydney and we had to find a, 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 a new film crew and, oh God, oh, you know. But then we, so we had a couple of weeks canceled and then we moved to, uh, uh, to, to far up. So we, yep. we went right up the coast. Jacques Barrett did the, the Whit Sundays. Mm. Uh, nice for him. Yeah, so it's been great just working and doing this through the whole pandemic. And uh, yeah, I've seen a few things, and I've done a few things I've never done before. Hot air ballooning. <gasps> I could never do that. Really early though. I don't know why it can't be like at a reasonable well, hour. Well, of course like, it's early because you want to see the sun come up and it's a beautiful... You can see the sun coming down. Yeah, well, you could do that. Then you'd land yeah. in the darkness. Yes, yeah. that would be scary. I wasn't quite awake, to be honest. But, oh, good. I was just kind of half asleep. <laughs> yeah, they just pushed you in there, did they? Yeah, it felt like a dream. <laughs> yeah. Where did I first meet Emma? We did gigs together in, um, oh, just north of Brisbane. What's it called? What's it called? I forgot its name. Anyway, it was up there. She supported me, and uh, that's how we met, and I really enjoyed her act. Uh, oh, no, no, wasn't there. How is stand-up going for you? It's going well. Ever since I've moved to Brisbane, actually, I really do love the Brisbane scene. But I've, I'm have i one of the few comics who's always had two jobs. Right. What's the other job? 
I've been in media for like 18 years, showing my age a little bit, but right. yeah, a while. Been So I've always done media and I've been doing stand-up for 14 years, but I've got kids and I've just never been in a position where I feel, I felt like I could give up media to financially support my family doing comedy yeah. full time. Well, maybe it gives you a real life experience that you can reflect on in your act. It does. It There's does loads probably. Of I, like, I know people that are in rock and roll bands and they've got other jobs mm. because it just doesn't financially, you know, cover you just to be doing one thing. Yeah, I feel like actually... Showbiz is hard. It showbiz is hard. And if anyone's learned that, I mean, we've learned that the hard way, especially over COVID. Yeah. And it's been really hard for me to see some of my comedian friends. You know, I've always had them my other job, my media yeah, yeah. job, while they've lost everything um, with all the lockdowns and everything. So I guess that's the first time I've probably felt like it's been a bit of a benefit for me. But it's been a hard... It's been hard to juggle both. Yeah. But I... Well, and you're a mother. And I'm a mother, yes. You've got three jobs, really. So I've got three jobs. So I'm, stuck, I'm balancing it as best as I can. But, you know, that's probably a disadvantage for me where I I don't feel I, I like I grow as a comedian or give give that art what it deserves in terms of writing or that because I'm trying to balance a lot of things and have the time for it. Mm. Who else were we talking to? I was talking to Ting about this, actually. The biological clock ticking on, on thinking, right, should I have a family mm. or should I, um, uh, you know, focus on stand-up and be selfish? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That is probably a hard thing that female comics do, you know, battle with. And so I would, like, when I had my daughter, I, I took, like, two months off comedy which, or three months, which is the longest I'd ever taken off. Yeah. And I'd start to go to gigs again and the guilt I had about being away from them kind of you know I'd be desperate to come back and you know there's some amazing would you go on the road no I just would go to like just normal gigs but I'd still feel guilty about it and there's some amazing female comics who you know like bring their babies with them and you know just um there's a breastfeed on breastfeed on stage, you know. But but there's a beautiful, there's an amazing female comic in Queensland. She is a single mum. She takes her baby and her and her child to every single gig, and she puts them in the Beyond, and she does her whole set oh, with the wow. baby in the Beyond. And so her, her, I think her daughter is like almost two though. But sixteen. She's, yeah, yeah, she's almost sixteen. She's just hanging there like this, like and she's like, mum, I think I think the moment's passed. Let it go. <laughs> But, you know, or, or I'll take her baby for her while she's on stage and I'll right. go outside if I'm MC. Right. But, you know, we all do it because we all love it. And, yeah. Just There's trying a lot to... more female comics around them when I started. A lot more ethnic backgrounds represented in stand-up now. Yeah. Loads of them. We've been given a voice. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you feel like that I'm is, Caucasian. though? Caucasian. Yeah, I'm you're Caucasian. well and pretty <laughs> represented. <laughs> But why do you feel like there's more ethnic backgrounds, like um, that diversity coming into stand-up? Well, there's there's a real diverse population in Australia, so uh, mm. it's nice. Uh, and there's also like d- different languages as well. So, so like comedy, uh, English to a lot of people is the second language. So yeah, you meet. I've I've met people that come. They learn comedy. They learn English through watching comedy. Yes, I definitely met a few people yeah. like that. Yeah. I think it's definitely getting better in the way rooms 
we'll book female comics, but easily five years ago, there was only one female on, and one kind of diversity, you know, one type of culture or whatever in on each night. Yeah. So I wouldn't see some of my female comic friends for months because we were never on the same night. But that's definitely changing, and rooms are definitely evolving around that. Yeah. I don't know, there, there's a part of stand-up, female stand-up comics I've never really put my finger on. When I first started seeing female stand-up comics, I felt that they weren't representing women really well because I find women can be much funnier than men if you get a group of them together. But when you saw, when I saw them on stage, but now as time's gone by, you see some good female comics. You're you not do. one of them, of course. No, definitely not. No, <laughs> it's probably why I'm holding on to that other job. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I know at one stage I'm going to buckle and just be booed off. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing uh, tomatoes at me. <laughs> no, I think the, I think the two jobs is noble. Thanks. It's uh, well, especially with the family. My God, that's great. What do we have in common? Well, we're both stand-ups. Um, she's actually of Maltese extraction, and my wife is too. I've been to Malta quite a few. Times. I don't think she's been to Malta. No, she hasn't. We've talked about this. We've had everybody on this show. Every male, female, every ethnic group. Every every group of people in society we've had on this show. You represent the people. The people. Okay. <laughs> I represent Maltese people. Oh yeah, yeah. You're Maltese, aren't you? My yeah. wife's Maltese too. Well, well, the same sort of connection that you're Maltese. So, do you feel like your wife has the Maltese? Maltese women are very distinct. We're all like we're quick-tempered, and yeah. we're very loud, and we're very manic. Is that what your wife's like? Yeah, that's her. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, have you been to Malta? I haven't. Well, you know, it's, all my family's been there. And my dad came over in World War Two. Did um, he really? In World War Two. Yeah. A long time. We've got four of us, and all of us look like Dad. Um, like, interestingly, my grandfather, our last name should have been Abdullah. And he, my grandfather was the head of you know, police in Malta, and he passed away in Malta. No one really knew how he died, and we thought there was rumours that he was shot, and, and then my brother went over to Malta, and he found out that he died from tuberculosis. And so my nana remarried, and then she gave us um, all the kids Zamet, so then we became Zamet. So really, I'm a, meant to be an Abdullah. Abdullah. But now, is that a big name in Malta? Yeah, it is. I mean, Zamet is very popular. Zamet's like Smith. Yeah, Camilleri, Joe Camilleri. Yes, Maltese. yes. Yeah. Um, Fennec, the boxer. Is that right? He's yeah. Maltese. Apparently, there's more Maltese in Melbourne than there is in Malta. Yeah, Malta's only got a population of four hundred seventy thousand or something. Right. Do you think there's more in Melbourne? In sunshine, there is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one suburb below. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of cousins. There's a lot yeah. of Maltese cousins. Yeah. I know, I'd, I'll be the representative of the most famous yeah. Maltese comedian. Good yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, who else have we had? So we've had, uh, it's kind of interesting to try and remember what you did. Um, Do you feel so, like you've got a bigger appreciation of Australia? No. Mm. Less, if anything. You've got it. Why? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I do. That's, that's, I thought that's, I was really leading you somewhere no, good then. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm being, being... Is it facetious? Yeah, facetious, yeah. No, I do. But, you know, I've travelled Australia. I've never stayed in a caravan park. That was a new experience. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of hotels. 
Like yeah. if we went, if we were on tour now, we mm. wouldn't be talking to each other. We, you'd be in your room and I'd be yeah. in my room. Now that's the best thing about camping yeah. is because yeah, you don't have a lot to do. You get to sit around. You basically there's three stages of camping when you wake up every morning. You get up, you talk about who wants a coffee. Right. Then you wait 45 minutes for the kettle to boil, and then you have your coffee. Then you talk about what you want to have for lunch. Then you yeah. might read a bit. Then yeah. you have lunch. Then you talk about what you want to have for dinner, and then you go to bed. Right. Yeah, or, or you get really pissed, and then you go to bed. Right. We're not doing that. We're, we've, got, we've got activities, because we're doing a TV show. Oh. We've got stuff. But if there was no way. TV show, that's exactly what would happen. Yes. You're, you're experiencing the best parts about every place you're visiting. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm one of those people, I need an external factor, an external force mm. to get me to do things. Like, if mm. I wasn't recording a TV show, I wouldn't be doing yoga or going surfing, which is what you and I are doing. I know. Yes. Apparently See, you're a bit of an expert. Apparently. At surfing. Yeah, at both. <laughs> we'll find at out. At yoga, at we'll, yoga. Yeah, we'll find out when I'm missing both teeth just from the yoga session. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> when I'm face first somewhere. I've got, I'm at that age where I really feel like I, I, yoga is what I'm missing. Yeah. I need that zen. Yeah. And I need that stretch. I don't need to, you know, I don't really need to, Put on any muscle? No. Because me guns, freaking guns are big <laughs> So do you feel if it wasn't for the TV show and all the things that you did kind of book in and go and do, or the boats and stuff, is a sit down around your camper trailer or the campfire? Tent, the campfire was great. Campfire, but do you feel would that make you go? I need to be doing more. Um. Yeah. But you see. Because uh, I've got a wife and four kids, mm -hmm, and yeah. they wouldn't do that, so I'm doing it on my own. So I really enjoy, I really enjoy swag. I really enjoy. I mean, this is kind of simplistic, but just mm. not simplistic enough for me. Like I just don't feel you need anything other than something soft underneath you yeah. and something to keep the insects out. Yes, yeah, uh, exactly. That, that you can sort of, and I like that closeness. I can kind of, I can sleep better. Um, is it comforting? Do you uh, feel like it's just snuggy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I would be petrified of this swag because it makes, I get, would be scared of the boogie monster if I was open in open air. You know, some guys just roll out a swag and they just fall asleep. I couldn't do that. I just... Was this going to protect you from the boogie well, yeah. monster? Well, yeah. I feel like something's a little bit... He would come up to <laughs> yeah, this Yeah, yeah. He'd go, be like, oh, well, that's hard to get into. You know, you've got one it. fine zip just to zip up all of my fears about murderers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you do find yourself doing that look from time to time when you hear well, noises. Well, when you're camping, there's a million noises. I mean, last night, like fighting, trees, owls, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I've really had to get used to it, but I do it for the kids now because they love it so much. Yeah, my kids are too old to come with me now. What are they like doing now? Um, being as far away from their parents as possible. Yeah, they're at that age. So do cherish these moments where you can yes. do stuff with them because it's over in a flash. I'm sure yeah. you've heard that before. And then uh -huh. when you're in the thick of parenting, it feels like it just goes on forever. But then when it's over, it's over. Yeah, I'm definitely and in I the thick of it. I see photographs from a phone and I go, oh. Yeah. Where did they go? Little they go, munchkin yeah, faces. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. gone just like that. Yeah. And now we're, yeah, I think that's kind of why the phone things have been bothering me as well because, you know, your kids probably wouldn't have phones when they were younger. Like, yeah, there's no, no, like, there's no iPads around when they was young, younger like they is now. Yeah. Did no, there was, there was. Now it's really become kind of, I'm, 
addicted to my phone. I can't say anything. I'm yeah. checking, continually checking the news. Me too. Every I'm... 15 minutes, like... Me too. Why do I need to know what's happening in the world? Yeah, I check three things before I go to bed every night. Instagram, Facebook, and news.com.au. Yeah. Every night. So this is why I started reading. Right. And when yeah. I say I've started reading, I'm eight chapters in. So I'm not... <laughs> this is not anything, but I'm trying. I'm desperately trying to read this instead of picking up my phone before I go to sleep. Right. And I... Yeah, because it stimulates your brain, the phone, the images. Yeah. And I feel like this is making me sleep a bit better until my daughter comes in at 3 a.m. and decides to tell me what she wants to eat for lunch the next day. Right. Yeah. If I if I like a book, then I can destroy it. Like, just get right into it. <laughs> destroy it? Well, I mean, I was in really... Like, I fucking love this book. <laughs> read, read and read and read. Are we allowed to swear? No. Okay. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Just a reminder, this is 4 p.m. on a Saturday. Oh, that's right. Okay, okay. yes. All right. So you're like, I love this book. Like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do. Um, Aggressively turn pages. But, yeah, you're asking me about the show. The show was, uh, yeah, friggin' hell. Uh, I got you to Tamworth, then we did Yamba. Have you been to Yamba? No, do you know what? Everyone has told me about Yamba, and I haven't yet been yeah. there yet. Well, you know they've done up the, the Prince's Highway big time, so... Yeah, it's easier. I think all of these places are uh, are going to be, you know, a lot more accessible to people. Akmal and I camped swags. We, you know, I did about jumping off rocks, acting a goose. Mm-hmm. Um, Were you scared? No, I love jumping off rocks. Mm -hmm. But I like being scared. I like being slightly... Ooh. Mm. Um, always have to make sure that it's, you know, the right depth and everything. Mm. So I have to make sure there's, I see other kids doing it before me, <laughs> and then I'm fine with it. <laughs> so what's been your absolute favourite thing, activity you've done? Uh, well, we went to Fraser Beach, Fraser Island, and we had to get across one side of the island to the other in four-wheel drives mm. on, on sand, and that was That'd a be lot, good. Of, lot of fun. See, and did you see dingoes? No, but I still enjoyed. I mean, at the end of the day, Fraser Island is just a big long beach. Yeah, right. But, okay. Um, getting there, and then we took off on a plane. We saw whales. Yeah. And we saw whales from above, so it was kind of like that's that was really enjoyable. That would have been beautiful. Yeah, I've enjoyed the whole thing. It's been great fun. I'm really hoping the yoga brings it home for you. I feel like, I hope that's the one activity that really stays in your mind from all of this. Yeah. Yeah. What, yoga and... Um, and surfing. Meditation. And meditation as well. Zen. Yeah. Maybe I'll play some meditation before you go to sleep tonight just to really put you into a zen, yeah. zen frame of mind. What do I like about meditation? I don't know if I do like anything about meditation because it's ridiculously hard. Um, but, yeah, I do like uh, trying to do it. I say I'm going to make it a regular thing in my life, and then I just stop. But um, I've done it a few times, and I've actually, I think I really experienced the breath once where I felt, oh, yeah, I'm watching myself breathe, and it was beautiful. It was with a guided tape, and the good thing about it is, is if you do practice it, you have really clear thoughts about things that you didn't know whether to go one way or the other and then you can make a really clear decision just by not thinking about anything for um 
a period of time and just emptying your head. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do yoga and meditation. This is the new me. I do a little bit of stretching before I do the surfing, so maybe that's mm. enough yoga. I just have to make it part of my structure. So what do you do? Do you just like I used to do the worm on the dance floor, so Did you, oh, it's one thing I've never learned. Really? Yes. Show you the worm. I mean... We'll mine... get that disco ball going. <laughs> yeah, we'll just glamp it up and do the worm. Although I, I can really... I'm a really good crumper. Right. Yeah. So you do you t you teach me the worm and I'll teach you how to crump. Let's get a workout video of famous singers. singers. Yeah, yeah. It's a great idea. So go, all right, everyone. And move into Mick Jagger, and then you do a do? very good Mick Jagger. Do you think? Oh yeah, I love I love watching your bit on stage with the Mick Jagger. It's very good. Can you do the Peter Garrett from oh, Midnight Oil? Yeah. Can Peter Garrett do the Peter Garrett? <laughs> Does he yeah. even know what he's doing? Yeah. I think he forgets every time and then he just suddenly improvises into some sort of other move. Um, well, there's the Elvis. We could do the Elvis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We could do the old Elvis. No one can do the young Elvis. Why? Because that's why he was Elvis. No, he just had it. Yes. Everyone, you ever see impressionists, they always do it when, he, when he's past it. Yeah. No one does young Elvis because, well, they try, but no one comes close. Yeah. Um, there used there's a big Elvis festival at Tamworth. Do you know that? There's thousands no, of we missed that. We missed everything in Tamworth. Well, my Except dad used to go to that Elvis impersonation at Tamworth every year. He loved it so much. Right. And he put the wig on. And he goes Elvis. But yeah, he went as Elvis. Right. My dad loves karaoke, so he'd do a lot of Elvis karaoke at Tamworth. Is this Elvis. even interesting? Is it all right? Yeah, yeah. This is exactly what everybody says. Exactly what everybody says. <laughs> is this interesting? Is this it? <laughs> Have I done yoga before? I think I did a couple of times with a couple of friends in Sydney. Um, I once in LA because they love that sort of thing in LA. Uh, will I do it again? Yeah, I've got a bad back. I struggled getting my um, socks on and my underpants. I have to. Um, you know, really stop and think about it and, you know, bend down and hold my breath for some reason when I put my socks on. Uh, socks first, underpants second, I find. Because if you do it the other way around, you end up sometimes catching your big toe in the crutch of your jocks. And um, apparently a lot of accidents for elderly people, uh, you know, people in their 70s, a lot of them, you know, die putting their socks and underpants on. Don't quote me on that, but, you know, there is some statistic there. I don't mean to brag, but I was kind of an Irish dancer in my younger days. Really? Yeah, I, I didn't... What did you do yeah. to school? I used to dance, I used to tap and jazz. Look, I wasn't a great Irish dancer, but I gave it a good go. Yeah, I can <laughs> yeah. give a Irish dancer. Yeah, if I have a few drinks, I'll see how I yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, in the band are gonna stay on and play so it's going to be a big night, and we're doing it in a brewery, so... Great. We normally do it in the caravan parks, um, but you're being really good for the reason that you've got a contained crowd. Yeah. Uh, it's the people from the caravan park, and they just walk over. I don't know who's going to turn up to this gig. Well... Uh, so it might be a little bit, you know, feral. Who knows? It'll be fun. And the best part about you giving a free comedy show to people in caravan parks, they would love that. That yeah. never happens. Free comedy shows can be a bad thing. The people have to commit in some way. Yes. We might do a raffle of something. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then they've got to pay for the raffle. And then they feel that they've... What are we giving away in the raffle? 
something really pathetic. Like a meat tray, but have just one like cutlet in it. <laughs> or just pegs, yeah. camping pegs <laughs> that have been left over. This was probably one of the more complicated episodes because we decided not to do it in a caravan park. We decided to do it somewhere else, um, which was uh, the Land and Sea Brewery. And uh, yeah, audience were a few sheets to the wind, let us say. Um, but yeah, it was. And then we had to get the dancers and uh, the Irish band. Big productions, you know, everyone was drinking. And uh, we were in a euphoric mood, though, because it was the end. Uh, so, uh, yeah, difficult, but fun, like the rest of them. So what do you feel like you've learnt this trip? Yeah, people always ask that. Um, yeah, well, I think the original idea of the show was about just hanging out, because I often tour on my own. Yeah. And uh, so it's been nice doing gigs uh, with other comics. So I've really enjoyed that again. What do you what What have you liked about being with other comics in that environment? Um, because I just I, I did, you spend too much time on your own. You spend way mm. too much time, an unhealthy amount of time, on your own. Like I do gigs, I would literally speak for the first time to the audience on stage. I hadn't spoken to anybody. Yeah, it's, it day. is a very very lonely profession, and the irony behind it is that it's so lonely yet. We're there to entertain and make everyone yeah. else feel good, and and then you you're on stage and you kind of come alive, and then you come back off, and it's just yep, that's it. I mean, and it's also really hard as well. Like there's some friends of mine, comedians who I haven't seen for years because we just don't gig yeah, and yeah. tour at the same time. Yeah, well, Akmal was a classic. I had not spent any time yet. The two of us just picked up where we left off, uh, so that is good. I'm, as I'm getting older. I start to realise, well, why am I spending all this time on my own? I could catch up with people. It doesn't have to be the same person, because if it's the same person, yeah. you start getting on your nerves yeah. very quickly. It's a yeah. fine line between someone catching up with someone and them getting on your nerves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like your children. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Classic example, because then when they don't want to hang out with you, they don't want to hang out with you. So what, how do you feel like your kids will greet you when they, you get home after all this time? Uh, hopefully with wide open arms. Yeah. As always, there's kids, only kids can give you a welcome like that. that. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Where's the presents? Where's my presents? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Just bring them, give them a swag. Yeah, I probably will actually. Yeah. Can, you can take that kettle with you if you want. Anything you want. Anything I want. Um, you know, take that with you as well. That could no, be you're a good present. Right. Give it a wash. You keep this. No, no, no. <laughs> I enjoyed making the TV show. Uh, it was great doing like a whole series. And it was interesting as far as learning that um, how to tell a story and you know create um, you know something that was different than just a stand-up show. A sense of conversation. It was gentle. I liked the fact it was on at 4 p.m. because, you know, it wasn't any real pressure. You know, if it's like one of those time slots where people really, if it doesn't rate well, then people just, you know, networks just flick it. This one got time to sort of find its feet. And, um, and I loved caravan parks. I'd never been to them before. And, you know, we'll be going again. I'm so sick of hotels. I love a caravan park uh, where you just pull in and they've got, you know, bungee castles and slides, lots of slides. 
and great swimming pools. It was fun. So what, what skills have you learnt? I've learned that the swags need poles. Very mm-hmm. important to have the poles. Yes, definitely poles would yeah. definitely Knowing make... where the poles go in the swag. There's yeah. no frigging um, instructions. Aren't they colour-coded? Yeah, but you don't know what the colour code means when there's zero instructions that come with the swag. Well, generally, red and red means together. No, but there's three poles. Oh, okay. Okay, so you've learned how to put up a swag. I've learned that you don't need to travel with much. Um, you have, you know, minimal amount, you know, imagine you're, everything you've got, you have to carry on your back. And then that kind of makes it kind of simplistic. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Like a lot of these yeah. big caravans, I think, they, or the, the Winnebago's, the ones that sort of have mm. everything in them. Mm. They, don't, they don't corner well. They don't like, no. what's the point in taking your kitchen sink? So I think you just, you, I'm big on being minimalistic now. Yeah, that's a great thing. Well, that's a great thing to come away with and all that. Yeah. Does that mean you're going to get home to Melbourne and completely declutter your house without your wife's permission? <laughs> no, she's very good. I'm, if anything, I'm the hoarder. Oh, really? And she always had that philosophy. If you're not using it, don't have it. That's good. It's um, a good way to be. There's definitely things in boxes that I've had in my house for over 10 years. I think, I'll use that. You know, everyone yeah. has, you know how everyone has a cord box? Yeah. Just in case they're going to... Well, I've learned you don't need any of that. Uh, campfires, a little bit of conversation with people you haven't caught up with in a while is very, very uh, therapeutic. And marshmallows. And marshmallows, of course. Yes. Don't forget them. Yes. That's it. That's the end of Walsing Jamon, the TV show. Thank you for... Uh, watching or listening or whatever just thank you thank you thank you uh, good day parks for uh, you know helping us make this series thank you uh, everyone involved in making the series uh, jim Hare, the director who was in lockdown hopefully you know they'll be all getting out of lockdown soon everyone in sydney that uh, worked on the show at ample productions and um, yeah uh, hopefully we can do it again in 2022 who knows what lies ahead all I can say is thank you thank you thank you and hats off to Justin uh, for putting the podcast together well done Justin good work having to listen to me ramble on once a jolly Irishman camped on the Queensland coast under the shade of many caravan parks And he had some funny friends along Who made the trip more interesting Who came a waltzing Jamoan with him Waltzing Jamoan, waltzing Jamoan Who came a waltzing Jamoan with him He sang and told some jokes And had some funny friends along Who came a waltzing Jamoan with him